The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. Welcome, everyone, to the show, and welcome to my very special guest today, Noami Weiss. Noami, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Marie. I'm delighted to be part of the show. For those of you who might not know, Noami is an award-winning director, producer, and writer of a film, here's the name of it, Milk, Born into This World, and it was filmed over the course of four years. She is well-respected in the entertainment industry as promoting awareness and giving a voice to the voiceless. In addition to Milk, some of her other films include The Forgotten Woman, Desert Riders, Let's Talk About It, Gloriously Free, and Abuelas. Noemi was born in Buenos Aires and educated in Argentina and Canada. She is multilingual and she brings to us her skills and love for humanity to the radio show and to the film Milk and probably to all of her projects. Noemi, it's a real great pleasure to talk with you. I'm especially interested in this is a, a huge undertaking. I know that you did this film in four in four years in eleven different countries. I'd be especially interested to know what inspired you to take this on. Thank you so much, uh, Marie, for having me here and and for allowing me to share um, my experience with milk with with your listeners. You know, I've been working on milk for over four years now, and and the inspiration has been that I have been doing human rights films and social issues for some time, and I decided to explore how do we receive a new life into this world. I believe that a new life must be celebrated, and I wanted to celebrate that, and as I started research, I realized that there were a lot of topics to be talked about, and that the issues that were surrounding uh, the mother and the baby were very universal. So that's when I decided to go on a world journey and and unite the voices of the women uh, and bring them together under the special bond that unites them, which is motherhood, which really is totally um, universal. It does not separate them. Every mother wants the same thing for their babies, no matter where they are. And that's... uh, the undertaking that I took, and it's uh, over four years, and I'm delighted to to be sharing it uh, with 
the world right now. I hope to, that it will continue to show it. We just launched in the United States. So it sounds to me as though you've had a real strong devotion to the whole idea of women and birth in the first place. And so Milk was sort of the next logical place for you to, to go with your filming. Would that be true? Well, my my intentions were to see how we received this baby into this world. I went into the first food of which is uh, breastfeeding, and I realized that I could not talk about breastfeeding without talking about birth because they were completely right. interrelated. Absolutely. And and one depending on the other one, and the success of, of both. Um, so that's why I, I, you know, most of my films have been about women and children. Unfortunately, they are the most vulnerable. We are part of it as well. And, and uh, there's women that needed to tell their stories. And each woman in the film represents a symbol of thousands of other women with similar stories. So no matter where I have been, really, they, they, they are just representing a, one story that could be heard anywhere in, in any continent, really. Okay. Well, you know, when I was a young nurse... I read somewhere that women were more alike than different from culture to culture. And it sounds as though your film, and, and I think I saw that when I watched the film, it, it really does bear that out, that, that women are more alike than different. It, they are. And the truth is that uh, when it comes to motherhood, um, there's no difference. Yes, it, yes. it doesn't separate the women because of their cultural background or the language they speak or the color or the country they are. Um, you know, every woman wants the best for, for her baby. Yes. And, and that unites everybody. And unfortunately, what I found through research is, is that all the women are suffering from the same problems. So I felt that I needed to support that and I needed to bring that those voices over because I believe that you know, we must do whatever we can, and if we have the medium uh, to do that, and myself as a filmmaker, I feel responsible for to bring those voices and to raise yes. awareness and hopefully provoke the change that we need to provoke um, and that people will listen. I have to say, when I first turned on the film, the first thing that just hit me right between the eyes was the scenery, which was just magnificent. It just, I wanted to just linger over the scenery. And I'm very curious, that opening scene, Noemi, where was that filmed? The opening scene was filmed in uh, various locations because what I wanted to do was to take the audience into the birth canal and bring them through the feeling of coming to life. And mm. and I went to three or four locations just to do the first 30 seconds. I had in my mind this this idea of, of finding the right location to represent the birth canal. And I wanted to be in the water and we filmed underwater. And I wanted to go back to Roots and I went to another location uh, that was uh, and showing ancestral uh, hieroglyphics and and, and and somehow bring everybody back to the roots of Mother Nature because I think that we have forgotten a lot about that. And yes. that's 
that's the structure of the film, you know, from the beginning to end. That those locations were in Brazil, by the way. But oh, uh-huh. from beginning to from beginning to end, um, I wanted to take the the audience through the experience of, of of celebrating that life and 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 take them on that journey. And that natural uh, process is interrupted all the time through the structure of the film. Uh, by the industry and by by the commercialization and by the problems that the mothers face from yes. different parts of the world, which really are a representation of what happens in reality. Nature is interrupted by all of this. So the audience is feeling that. Um, I get that, you know, when, I, when I'm presenting the film, the audience is feeling that interruption. They all tell me, we wanted to stay with the midwives and 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 don't move from there and just wait for that baby. But we then I brought another story because I wanted them to feel how annoying it is, uh, the fact that we are interrupting nature and we are interrupting it because we live in an industrialized society that brings a lot of commercialization in that we are influenced by that and that needs to change. Absolutely. And let me be quick to say, I have worked in hospitals for many years. My original training was in a hospital school of nursing. So I grew up with that whole idea that the hospital was the, that was the place, the place to be. And certainly this film, especially in those first few minutes, really is so powerful at, at helping at least me to realize that, in fact, uh, the hospital has a lot of, as you say, interruptions. That's a good word. Certainly, there are women that need to be in hospitals, but the tranquility and the natural habitat that you show there is just magnificent. Uh, I, I, I found it absolutely breathtaking, and I'm not usually the kind that would be be drawn in by that, but it absolutely was very, very powerful. Uh, Another thing along the same lines is since I have been a young nurse and almost every day of my life, I hear other nurses talking about the benefits of breastfeeding, the benefits of breastfeeding, the benefits of breastfeeding. Well, I I stopped talking about the benefits of breastfeeding years ago because I don't really think that it really... uh, has it's never been shown in the research or in my clinical experience to have much of an impact. What I found interesting was at the very beginning of the film, the woman said, the mother said, or maybe it was the midwife, who said, we ask God to help us. And I was thinking, wow, this is a whole spiritual aspect here that Noemi is trying to capture. Can you address that? Yes. um, You know, the that community particularly was very spiritual and very commercial, very, very, I mean, they are very in tune with, with Mother Nature and, and with a very spiritual belief in, in, in their culture. But uh-huh. for me, it was very important to bring that forward um, because I think that, as I mentioned earlier, you know, for me, a celebration of life is something very, very special. And and it is very special. It is very spiritual, and and we must remember that, and we have to protect that, and we have a responsibility as citizens of this world to to be able to remember what is a new life, and and don't allow all of these other things to happen. It doesn't mean that you have to have a baby 
at home and with a midwife and in the conditions, I think that, you know, sometimes we go to extremes in order to make a point. And that's why I went to a, an indigenous community. But the reason for me was that the body of a woman has never changed. And these women yes. have been doing exactly the same from generation after generation. And they pass their knowledge from one to the other one. And I show that in the film because that is the reality of how our bodies work and the woman's body has not changed. So if we are able to maintain those rules and that spiritual feeling of what does it mean to receive a baby, um, I think that we will all have a different outlook to, to the whole process. And hopefully then, you know, the people that make decisions that are, that are dealing with hospital protocols that, need to train uh, the healthcare workers, they will be more in tune to what is needed to receive that baby. And if that baby Absolutely. will talk, that baby will say, I want to be with my mom and I want to yes. be with her. You Absolutely. know, and, and that, if, I, if I would have had the opportunity to have that, I would have. Um, but I think that there's a feeling of very a peaceful baby uh, at the very Absolutely. end of the film, which finishes with that celebration. Don't lose that thought, Naomi. Uh, and audience, don't go away. I am Moravian Kuzo. I'm here today with Noami Weiss, and we will be right back after this short break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuzo? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, Come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuzo, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you, too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that, too, through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm here with filmmaker and director Naomi Weiss, who has made the film Milk. Noemi, can you tell us, I'm thinking that just the sheer exhaustion of being, of doing this film over a four-year period, but it sounds like there was a lot of traveling involved. Can you tell us uh, what the 11 countries were that you visited to make this this video, or this uh, film? Yes, for sure. Well, you know, the four years were not all uh, traveling because oh. no budget would allow for that. Right. Uh, the four okay. years <laughs> took place in, <laughs> in, in the first two years were strictly on research and looking for the funding to be able to do that. And once that was in place, we continue with research um, until uh, the, the film was completed. But um, I went where the story took me, and the 11 countries were really determined by where the stories of the mothers were. So okay. um, we filmed in Canada, we filmed in the United States, in Brazil, in Argentina, in Europe. We were in uh, Switzerland, in France, in the UK, and in Holland. And then I went to the Philippines, and I went to Kenya, and then we did a segment in Jordan um, with the refugees that it's not in the film, unfortunately, because the story, I mean, we had to do 90 minutes, so we couldn't do all of the stories, but uh, basically we, I just went where, where the stories were taking okay. me, and I followed my heart, and, and sometimes talking to women from across the world without really knowing in what city they were, um, to later find out that you know, when I went to France, that I had to travel to the north, I had to travel to the south, I had to go inland, um, and the same happened in the Philippines. We ended up going to different locations, um, and and that's how flexible I was because I felt that the richness of the story was going to come from from the the women themselves. So yes. I didn't really put any barriers into where to go. And yes, it, it was a very taxing. Uh, experience to which we traveled for pretty much nine months back and forth oh, wow. on segments and uh, segments that were two or three weeks and then we'll come back and and then prepare for the next segment but over a period of nine months last year it was um, all the way through and and then it was six months of of editing and putting the stories together and and the process of filmmaking is very is very long if you are um, very careful, and I am completely careful when it comes to making a film. and And I'm blessed by the fact that none of my funders have rushed me either, because I I live with the films forever. All the all my films yes. they don't die, and and once they are finished, I have to be completely at least feel that I've done the best that I could. So oh, I know that I feeling, yes. So I don't, I don't put any pressure on, on the creative process, and I take as much time as I need to, to, to do the best because I, have a, I had a vision. I wanted to bring um, 
the the beauty of of each of the countries without really making a, a film that it would be a travel show, and that's why I don't identify the countries oh, uh, uh-huh. by name in the film uh, purposely because really it doesn't it doesn't matter where we are. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it would have added. To. I think it actually probably would have taken away. Uh, there were times when I felt pretty confident that I knew where you were, but that was not, I didn't need to know that. Uh, Naomi, right. I'm also curious about your intended audience, and I'll tell you why. Because there were things that I heard or saw on the film that made me think about a doctor that I bumped into a while ago. Now, let me give you some context here. Uh, I used to be the the president of Baby Friendly USA, and I have also done hospital assessments for the Baby Friendly, and I'm not doing any of that anymore. So now uh, I do mock assessments for hospitals, and a while ago, I was doing a mock assessment, and I interviewed a physician as part of that mock assessment. And I was astonished when he said to me, oh, baby friendly, that's just for those people that are in these uh, uh third world countries or uh, places where the milk is, uh, the water is contaminated, those sorts of things. This is not for us anyway. And I was astonished because I thought, this doctor knows why I am at this hospital and he's bashing the program. So I'm thinking as I'm watching the film that he would have reacted to those parts where it really was uh, a, a country that of where it is an underdeveloped country or a developing country. Uh, I'm very curious about how the audience that you intended for when you did the filming and how people have received it when they are in a developed country. I think that's my question. Can you address that? Sure. Um, you know, the, I was very moved on one end by the stories of the mothers, and the audience definitely is all mothers to be and, 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 and mothers that, that have had babies and, and women in general, but parents. I think it's, it's, it's for everybody. And from what I have seen um, with the reactions of the audience and, and the interviews that I had over the last few months of the la- launching of the film, the reaction is pretty much equal to absolutely every individual that has seen the film. So it doesn't really matter um, if they are men or women, but obviously the largest part are women. But there is another audience that I also wanted to support and and I think to to help, and are the advocates like yourself uh, and people that have been working on the cause for 30 years or more uh, trying to, to make a difference. And I felt that Bringing the stories of the mothers themselves will actually make a difference when advocates are telling their stories with lactation yes. consultants and doctors. And, and I have found from, from the audience as well that they have told me, you know, people from UNICEF, uh, I presented at UNICEF in headquarters, invited by, by them back uh, in, in August. It was celebrating breastfeeding week. And they said to me, you know, the fact that we can show mother's stories makes our case a lot easier because this film should be used as a tool that it's not us that we are preaching to to something, but these are the stories of the mothers themselves. themselves. And I wanted to address that. And I think that what I'm seeing 
more and more is that the core group of people that from around the world that have been with NGOs or or, or, or that have been working on the cause, uh, trying to make a difference and, and having difficulties conveying that message, the film has become a very useful tool for them. Okay. And I'm hoping that we can continue with that. You know, I had an experience uh, very recently. I was invited by UNICEF to present in Mexico, and they invited me to present at the University of Mexico in the Faculty of Medicine. And it was a phenomenal uh, height for me because I have been wanted to address to the students of me- medical schools that they need to know about this. Um, the, the audiences, you know, are, are various, and, and the medical students need to know about this. And they need, to be, they need to be educated on this. Uh, people that are dealing with milk banks, that's another audience that also they need help because people don't know about the milk banks around the world. Oh, yes. Um, so, so there's, and, and then there is the government. I've been talking to people at different levels in the government, in different governments. They are the ones who need to make, um, to, to need to, to actually have conscious about that the fact that government needs to support all of these actions. And if, I think that if we create enough noise within the general population uh, and we unite the voices of all the, the, the audiences that will hopefully see milk, uh, the governments will listen and the governments are going to try to help to bring more baby-friendly um, the hospital administrators. They have to see the film. They have to realize what what are they doing? What are, within their protocol? Sometimes they are addressing things that don't need to be addressed, for a sake of money. Sometimes, mm-hmm. um, you know, a mm-hmm. hospital administrator told me we need the gifts. Well, I don't know how much they need the gifts. Um, do they need <laughs> the gifts, or do they need, or do they need to, um, you know, put more staff uh, to help the mothers, or they, they need to train the staff to help the mothers? There's so many issues that need to be addressed, and the film addresses all those layers. So um, I would say in answering to who's the audience, the audience is everywhere and everyone. And in the minute or so that we have left, uh, you mentioned funding two or three times. Uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but is it public information where the funding came from? Can you share that with us or not? Yeah, the funding came from Canadian funding. There's a, a, the documentary channel of CBC in Canada, oh, TV uh-huh. Tank in Quebec, um, several government agencies in Canada that supported the film, like uh, CMF, the Canadian Media Fund, the Ontario Media Development, and then a private fund, Telos Fund, which is a new fund in Canada, um, which helps um, films with... Uh, anything to do with health. So we were the first film that they supported, and we are really thankful for that. And it was Canadian funding. It took me over two years to raise the funds, and uh, I'm very thankful for them for having believed in my vision and my mission, really. Oh, but you have so much passion here. It's so obvious that you re- you really are that visionary, that creative kind of person. But you also have that sensitivity to women, women's needs, as well as the fact that that these stories really needed to be told, as you said, be told by women themselves. I, I also really got. I was very intrigued that one woman 
talked about the, her birth plan, and she talked about it from the perspective of what her baby wanted. So she started out by naming the baby by name and saying, I want to be with my mother. I want to breastfeed with my mother immediately after birth and so forth. And I've seen my share of patients with their birth plan, but I got to tell you, I've never seen one that that uh, talked about it the way uh, that she did in terms of what her baby wanted. Hey, everybody, don't go away. I'm Marie Biancuzzo, your host for Born to be Breastfed. I'm here today with filmmaker and and uh, expert Noami Weiss. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. The Neuro Pocket is a newborn carrier specifically designed for skin-to-skin contact, affording mom full coverage and hands-free mobility while giving and receiving all the physiological benefits of kangaroo care. Our unique fabric is super soft, breathable, moisture-wicking, and it offers just the right amount of compression fit to ensure proper position and continued support. Hospitals and NICUs are implementing the new Roo Pocket for inpatient use to increase time spent skin-to-skin, as well as help improve breastfeeding scores and infant safety. Learn more at NewRooBaby.com. That's N-U-R-O-O-Baby.com. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuzo, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
You are listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. I'm here today with award-winning film director Naomi Weiss. Naomi, on the uh, b- before we went to break, we were talking about how you filmed this in 11 different countries over a four-year period. You needed to spend a substantial amount of time getting funding and so forth. So tenacity, if nothing else, was an important part of your efforts. But also, please, can you talk to us, uh, what would you identify as the biggest difficulty that you had in making this film? Well, um, I think the biggest difficulty was emotionally, um, because, you know, I've done a lot of films um, about social issues and human rights films, and I promise myself every time that I'm going to be objective, um, and I'm going to just take the story, but it was impossible. Um, The women have opened up so wonderful to me and, and they have shared the most intimate moments and they have allowed me to, to be with them and and their stories were very, very poignant and yes. and to be honest, um, I just cried with all of them all the time. Um, <laughs> and, and, wow. and that was, you know, so, you know, I had to recuperate from one to the other one because they all had stories that were very important and they wanted to share and they were feeling, um, you know, very, and they welcomed me and they were feeling that the fact that I would allow them to share the stories also um, was going to help other women in the process. And that for me was very important. So when we talk about challenges, I think that the, the biggest challenge, if we talk about nature, um, I had some births that I had already been given permission by the mother or by the hospital or by the doctor, and then we missed it because the woman um, gave birth three weeks earlier than we were planning to. Oh, and, whoops. Uh, and, and, and that was very difficult. Uh, it happened to me even going to um, the indigenous community in Brazil where we were traveling to, to a very remote place and and uh, the night before going we received a phone call saying that they forgot to let us know that the woman had given birth two weeks before and uh, we were traveling really without knowing if we were going to be able to have a birth or not so dealing with nature uh, was pretty difficult um, other than that I mean it was part of uh, filmmaking I have done films that were uh, very dangerous by nature, and this one didn't have those characteristics. Um, going to the Philippines and being in the covering the aftermath of the typhoon, um, yeah. you know, I was I was praying to have a little bit of rain, so I wouldn't have to buy stock footage. And I think that I threw that wish to the universe because we were hit by a typhoon while we were there. And not only um, we had the experience of being in the middle of the typhoon, we filmed the rain that you see in the film. It's all real. 
um, there's no stock footage over there that we we actually were in the middle of it. We had to evacuate the hotel. Um, it was it was a moment to remember. But I think that emotionally, probably the most difficult for me to to see the malnourished babies in the third oh, world countries. Yes. It's something that um, I have read, I had known about it. I wrote it in all my my you know my my stories to the funders and 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 whenever I was writing my synopsis and my treatment and. And from the research that I had done, but to be present and to be with a mother with a malnourished baby, um, that was extremely difficult. I cannot imagine because I saw things that I knew in my head. I'm thinking, for instance, of a scene that you had where uh, the, the the contamination was just so ugly and I know in my head that that's the way it is, but actually seeing it was pretty powerful. Yeah. Uh, I, I cannot begin to imagine. And, and so I'm really hearing you say that it was that emotional, gut-wrenching kind of thing that you were coping with within yourself as you mm-hmm. were trying to produce this documentary is, is really being very, very difficult, uh, understandable. Yeah. Yeah, yes. being in refugee camps, uh, being in with mothers without any food. I, I had never bought so many, so much food as as I did in the Philippines, for example. Wow. Um, I, I was so compelled. I was really so compelled that you know those mothers had nothing to eat and those babies had no food, and it was it was very difficult to see that, and and not because you know. We have the ability to donate, but the donations that were coming to these women were the wrong donations. And that oh, uh-huh. me the most in the film, to do the film. When I found what was happening in emergency situations, um, it's something that we don't think about. Uh, we think that when there's an emergency, we have to be there and donate, but uh, we have to have the right donations. And the formula companies coming with formula was not the right, it's not the right thing. And I illustrated in the film with the aftermath of the typhoon in in the Philippines, but really in the United States, um, it happened the same thing when we had Katrina and and the military came with with trucks of formula to to these people. So, you know, these, these are just examples and symbols of what what is happening and and what should happen is that those women should be protected to continue breastfeeding because it's the cleanest thing for the baby and it's also the the most natural and and also because it's what the mother and the baby need at that moment absolutely absolutely yeah you mentioned basically what you're talking about here uh, is the the ethics of all of this. And I just want to point out something that really struck me about the woman who was talking about the Bear brand uh, coffee whitener. And mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that apparently, I've never seen this brand, but apparently on the label it says, this is for coffee, it is not for infant feeding. And as the woman was telling her story, it seemed to me that the woman herself was aware of that. And yet she bought this and gave it to her baby because she said she didn't have money to buy the real formula and because she didn't have any milk. 
And of course, I, I'm sitting there thinking, I, I, I want to jump right into the film and saying to her, of course you have enough milk. But anyway, uh, uh, did you feel that that was, I don't know, typical or w- was this woman just one that you heard one or two stories like that or was that rather prevalent? No, it's prevalent because these women are not reading labels. And like we show it in the film by one of the lactation consultants that explains this is that the women don't have the money. And and second, they, they are not reading the labels. Once they see that it's white, they think that it's the same thing. It's a lack of information. And what needs to happen is that more assistance should be there for these women uh, there should be more information. There should be more social workers that are there to assist this woman at this stage. Um, in the, there's clinics, and if there's not enough clinics, there's, the government should put more support for these women. So that doesn't happen because they knew that this was the cheapest thing, and that's the only thing that they could buy. But the problem is that when the women talk about the relief packs that they received that were giving government, um, it contained also their brand. So uh-huh. when they see this and it's given by, by a health worker from the government, um, they believe this is the best. And, and also the women lose their faith when they are so poor um, and they are in an emergency situation and they feel, my milk is not good enough anymore. Oh, uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and I buy, and I, and I rather give them something that is important, that is clean, that it's in a package that was given to me. It's a gift. I should use this. What happens is that those gifts come for very little time, and, and we address that in the film as well. Gabrielle Palmer says it very clearly, and she says if they're gonna donate, donate the right formula and donate it for the, for two years that the baby needs it but not for a few weeks because yes. the mother's body doesn't produce any milk afterwards. And then there has been, you know, some of these women afterwards have the lack that they were assisted by lactation consultants that helped them to relactate, but not all the women. There's not enough people there to support the relactation to come back to breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. And if they have yes. no food and no money, um, the, ba- the baby is malnourished. It creates a very, very difficult situation. Say, folks, uh, I am here today with Noemi Weiss, award-winning uh, filmmaker, and she's been talking to us about her film, Milk. Do not go away. We will be back on the other side of the break to have Noemi talk to us about some of the things that were especially interesting about creating this documentary. Do not go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. 
Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash good donor. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso, your host for Born to be Breastfed. I'm here today with Noemi Weiss talking about her film, Milk. Uh, Noemi, I watched the film. I think that I know pretty much most of this stuff. I certainly knew about the World Health Organization uh, International Code of Marketing of Breast Milk Substitutes. I knew about women think that thinking that they didn't have enough milk and so forth. Uh, there were a few surprises for me. For instance, I was not aware that... Uh, that in the Philippines, they spend $1 billion on formula, and I'm pretty sure I understood that at about 35 minutes into the film. Uh, I was very appalled by the contaminated areas. And one of the things that occurs to me is this film uh, certainly gives people a real opportunity for some conversation. Um, how would you say that the film inspires conversation? Well, uh, there's different layers that are discussed during the film, and and it inspires conversation because it's one of the most politicized topics that I have ever encountered when <laughs> when working on for this film. Uh, uh-huh. Everybody has an opinion, and uh-huh. and I have seen it in audiences that are not related to mother and and baby's health not with health workers, and everybody has a story to tell. Even last week uh, at a screening that we had in Vancouver, a woman with tears and, and, and choking, she couldn't even talk, and she talked about how she delivered her baby, which is now 37 years old. Um, wow. It brings an emotion to everybody that's watching it that brings back uh, memories of, of where they have been. Um, so in terms of 
surprises or in terms of where the audience is is um, is feeling um, how this would help. Um, I I have said like before the the audience that is related to mother and health they are very in tune in in talking about how to help mothers and and some of them are surprised that they need to do more. I have heard uh, conversations of women that have told me, you know, I didn't think that I was so judgmental by watching the film. I'm going to be more careful when dealing with other mothers because we tend to be judgmental. And there's judgment that goes from all ends. If the the woman is breastfeeding in public, if the woman is, is bottle feeding, if the woman is breastfeeding for too long, there's always a story that, that the women will tell you that, you know, they, they felt judged. And I think that has to stop. We have to support women a lot more in their decision. But in order for that woman to have a decision, she needs to be informed. And if that information leads her to bottle feed, well, we have to support her. And that's why I was very objective in the film in bringing that forward because the mom in the film that decided to bottle feed, she had done her her research and she came to the yeah, conclusion yeah. that it was the best for her lifestyle. So in that case, we have to support that. Yeah, I agree. The prob- I agree. So if the, prob- if, the, if the mother was not informed and she ended up not doing what she really wanted um, because she was not supported properly by the health workers beside her, then that that's, creates a very big conversation in every audience that I had. Um, the, the milk banks uh, is something that most people don't know about. So a lot of the conversations from women were in audiences that where I presented the film was, oh, I can donate. Maybe I'm going right. to call and I'm going to be part of milk sharing. I didn't know that I could do this. So it's informative as well. Um, there's so many layers that um, the film is bringing for conversation that there's... The, you know, it's embracing that sense, and we hope that it will be embraced by more people. That's yes, what we I, need. We need conversation and debate. I watched it by myself, but I'm thinking that if I had been watching it with several people, there would have been plenty of conversation. N- Naomi, we're starting to uh, be on the home stretch of finishing up this show today. Tell me, how can the audience... Uh, contact you or do whatever it is they need to do in order to host the film so that those conversations can happen. Uh, what what do they do if they want to host a film? Well, um, we are motivating people to do that because what I'm offering, Marie, is, is just a tool right now. And I'm bringing the voices from women from around the world, but now we need the voices of the general public to say, I'm going to unite to this and I'm going to bring it forward to my community. They can visit the MILK's website. Uh, there's a page called Host the Screening. And in the United States, there are two options. One option is to host a private screening in their facilities, in a, in a theater, in, sorry, in a, in a hospital, on it, in a boardroom, in a church, in a community center, uh, wherever they would like, or go to a theater. We have partnered with Gather Films in the United States and they have access to theaters across the nation. So whoever wants to host a screening, they only need to promote the film and bring enough people to, to watch the film to, 
to any theater near them. And um, it's a wonderful opportunity because the film, as you have seen, is meant to be in the big screen. What so does it cost to host? Happen. What does it cost to host the film, Naomi? Uh, to host the screen depends on on the audience reach, and we are um, committed to to the people that have funded the film that there's a license agreement, and and it reaches, you know, it all depends on the audience. So anywhere between three hundred to five hundred dollars, more or less, is is the average. Um, If they want to host it in the United States in a theater, there is no cost. Um, The only thing they need to do is is promote it and bring an average of 60 to 75 people. So bringing it to the United States in a theater through the gather model, there's no cost. When you said Um, 300 to 500 dollars, is that U.S. dollars or Canadian dollars? It's U.S. dollars. U.S. dollars. And, of course, we have uh, listeners in many, many countries here, so I know that it will probably be a little bit different. I would also like to make sure that I say before Noemi leaves us today, I would like to uh, point out that she is the director and producer of this film, Milk. And if you would like to follow up with her, her website is www dot film blank and that's f i l m b a b l a n c dot com i will repeat that f i l m b l a n c film blank dot com and i know that she will be very eager to help you to make that happen in your community. As usual, things always, I never can believe how fast this show goes. Uh, And so I would like to thank everyone for listening today. I'd especially like to thank Noami. And I would like to thank all of you and ask you to please uh, let others know about this so that they can hear the show and hopefully see the film. And if you're interested in books or other media that was mentioned on other shows, please check out our Amazon uh, show, uh, excuse me, our Amazon store. And you can do that by visiting our website at born to be breastfed.com. I'm happy to have anyone visit, but generally, if you're a parent, you will want to visit me at borntobebreastfed.com for the books and media, or my blog, which is also on my site, and check out our Facebook page, too. You're welcome to leave a question for me or for Noami or any of our guests, by the way, and if I can't answer that, I will be happy to forward it to the guest, uh, Remember to like us while you're at our Facebook page. If you're a professional and you're looking for a continuing education about breastfeeding and lactation, I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education on the web and sometimes in your city. You can find out about us at breastfeedingoutlook.com. Again, that's breastfeedingoutlook.com. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'd like to thank Noami, and I promise you that I will cut through the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding next Monday, same time same channel. In the meanwhile, remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. 
Please join Marie Biancuso next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.